That's a great asset. More inflation. What a stupid. What's going on, everybody? It's Kyle Docker with the Dockery Docket. We are here with our very 86th episode of the Dockery Docket. I'm excited to be here, and I hope that you are excited to be here as well. And if you are excited to be here, make sure to go down below, give that like button a little tap, and also right next to it, hit the subscribe button, so then you never miss a Dockery Docket episode. So there seems to be a problem with Joe Biden. Last week, I made a whole entire Dockery Docket episode about how he went down to Georgia to yell at us about how we're all racist and stuff, which he is still pushing, by the way. After that, I thought I was good, and I could take a little break and release another Dockery Docket song. If you want more of those, make sure to hit the like button down below. However, in doing that, I missed, of course, Joe Biden sticking his foot in his mouth once again. And he continues to do this over and over and over again. As he recently did this twice in two different press conferences, which we will talk about. Now, press conferences are something that every single politician has to do. From presidents to governors to senators, all of them have to do it. Some presidents are known as the great communicator and are able to play with the media and joke around. But also be serious. On a a time that to be a Republican in this area of the country felt a little hit by bit like being Gary Cooper in high noon, out, outnumbered in a big way. But I remember the story of a fellow who was running for office as a Republican, and he was in a rural area, and it wasn't known to be Republican, and he stopped by a farm to do some campaigning. And when the farmer heard he was a Republican, his jaw dropped, and he said, wait right here till I go get Ma. She's never seen a Republican before. <laughs> so he got her. And the candidate looked around for a podium from which to give his speech, and the only thing he could find was a pile of that stuff that Bess Truman took 35 years trying to get Harry to call fertilizer. (laughs) So he got up on the mound, and when they came back, he gave his speech. And at the end of it, the farmer said, that's the first time I ever heard a Republican speech. And the candidate said, that's the first time I've ever given a Republican speech from a Democratic platform. Some presidents are also very serious when it comes to press conferences, barely making any jokes and sometimes having to deal with hecklers and reacting to questions like this. I'm sorry. Who's, who, who, who's that back there? What, what the heck are you talking about? Some governors get annoyed by the press and just want on-topic questions. Seriously, why would no one give Chris Christie an on-topic question? No, 
No, there, no, I won't permit you to. I told you that there's going to be only on topic questions today, so permission denied. Yes, sir. I was going to ask how your That's an off-topic question. I think you understand that I'm, I'm answering on-topic questions today, is not off-topic questions, because I don't want to. Anything else? No, no, Anything no, else no, on topic? Anything else on topic? Considering, well, yeah, considering that Some presidents step into press conferences like they are WWE matches, calling the media fake news, and doing whatever they can not to throw chairs at each other. Go since ahead. No, Mr. President-elect. Go, go ahead. President-elect, since you are attacking no, our news not you, organization, not you. can you give us a chance? Your organization you're, you're is terrible. You are attacking our news organization. Your organization is terrible. Can you give us a chance Let's to go. ask a question, sir? Go ahead. Sir, can quiet, you state, quiet. Can, Mr. President-elect, go ahead. Can you she's, state she's asking a question. Don't Mr. be rude. Mr. President-elect, can you give us a question? Don't be rude. You're attacking us. Can you give us a question? Don't be rude. No, I'm not going to give you a question. I'm you, not going to give you a can question. You can you stay categorically? You are fake news. Sir, go ahead. can you stay categorically that nobody... No, Mr. President-elect, that's not go appropriate. Ahead. Every president or politician has their own style on how they address the press pool. Some are very good at this, and some are like Joe Biden. Not very good at it at all. And it leads to some problems. As last week, Joe Biden stumbled out and talked to the press. And there were definitely some interesting moments like this one. Let's, let me ask a rhetorical question. No, I won't. Anyway. Thank you. Yes. I mean, you have to feel bad for the guy. He has made so many different gaffes that you would think that he has to be very, very careful with every single word that he says. However, for this situation, he wasn't. As Joe Biden said this. will be held accountable if it invades. And it depends on what it does. It's one thing if it's a minor incursion and then we end up having a fight about what to do and not do, etc. A minor incursion. Um, that's not really a good thing to say, as it makes it seem that Joe Biden is giving Russia the green light to attack Ukraine. He's saying, Russia, you're good to go, just don't go in too hard. Like, we are talking about a sovereign country here, being invaded by another country, that's usually not a minor detail. As after this statement was made, the president of Ukraine came out with some harsh words for Joe Biden. As he tweeted, There is no minor incursions, just as there are no minor casualties, and little grief for the loss of loved ones. He's right, and the last thing that the president from Ukraine wants is to end up in a hot war against Russia, and while he's being attacked, he's looking for his allies and saying, hey, I need help, I need help, and the allies failed to act because it was just a minor incursion. I mean, going back in time, there were many wars that were started from minor incursions, some of them ending up being so big that they involved the entire world. There were two of them called World Wars. The first of these World Wars started when Austria-Hungary had a minor incursion with Serbia after a Serbian nationalist shot and killed Austria-Hungary's future king that wore a funny hat. Then when it came to World War II, some weirdo with a mustache decided to have a minor incursion into Czechoslovakia and then into Poland, which started World War II as I just said. Now, I am not saying that there will be a world war coming anytime soon, all because of Joe Biden's slip-up. And that's because this situation is bigger than Joe Biden's slip-up. And that's why it's so important for Joe Biden to get these things right. As for me and my political brain, some parallels can be drawn from Russia today and Germany back in the 1930s. As back in the 1930s, Germany started to get a little bit aggressive. 
So the Allied powers, mostly being Great Britain, decided to make a deal with the evil mustache man himself. This was called the Munich Agreement, which gave the Sudetenland a small section of a new country called Czechoslovakia to Germany. And so this was just a small piece of land, and the Allied powers were hoping that this would stop Evil Mustache Man, and he would stop invading different countries because of this plan. However, it went wrong as he later came in and took all of Czechoslovakia, not just the Sudetenland. Russia is sort of doing the same thing here when it comes to Ukraine. As back in 2014, Putin decided that he would just take a small little piece of Ukraine called Crimea. This of course made the Ukrainians mad, but most of the world leaders just kind of accepted it. There were no military troops from the United States or the Allies to stop the invasion, and Russia was just able to take Crimea for themselves. And now they're hoping to take all of Ukraine. Now this situation is a little different as now America and the Allies are standing up to Russia. As America has been sending missiles to Ukraine, we learned that from the very first Trump impeachment. And they are continuing that trend. However, now it is getting more serious. As according to sources, the Russians have put 100,000 troops on the Ukrainian border. To answer for this, Americans are putting 8,500 military personality on high alert, meaning that soon they will have to go over to other European countries or even over to Ukraine to fight. Now that number may seem small, but it is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to the United States military, as we could send more troops over there, but the last thing that we want is a total war. And we also have NATO troops over there, and we also have other allies that have troops over there as well, trying to settle this whole situation. Now, this whole situation with Ukraine and Russia, and are they going to go to war, is a very tough decision that Joe Biden has to make. He wants to seem aggressive with Putin, but he also doesn't want to go to war, which makes sense. We just got out of Afghanistan, and that didn't really go well, but we don't want to do that again. And the question is, how can you be threatening to Putin if you aren't threatening to send in the military? For this situation, Joe Biden has to stand up to his word. If Joe Biden says, if you, Vladimir Putin, try to take over Ukraine, we are going to put sanctions on you and make your life terrible, and then Putin just ignores this threat and invades Ukraine anyway and the United States doesn't do anything, then Vladimir Putin will just walk all over us. And that's unacceptable. To me, it's just like with kids. If you tell them to be home at 9.30 or they are grounded and they get home at 12.30 partying it up and you don't ground them, then they will do that action over and over and over again. They will walk all over you. But the sad reality is that Russia right now knows that this is the perfect opportunity for them to invade Ukraine because President Joe Biden is weak. Putin knows what happened in Afghanistan, and a similar situation is happening right now in Ukraine. As right now, the United States is calling for all of our ambassadors to come back to the United States. And they are encouraging every single citizen in Ukraine to get out. However, right now they don't have a major evacuation plan for citizens of the United States in Ukraine. But if things go sour, you can just hang on to a wheel well of an airplane as it leaves. Is there a possibility that this could be an Afghanistan part 2? Maybe, but I'm hoping that it won't. And I'm hoping that Joe Biden can somehow turn all this around, which he has actually tried to do, as he has gone back and tried to clean up his statement, as he said, If any Russian military forces move across the Ukrainian border, that's a renewed invasion. 
and it will be met with a swift, severe, and united response from the United States and our allies. This is a good start, but Biden has to keep his word like I've already said. But then there was a report that Joe Biden had a tough phone call with the Ukrainian president. And there are other reports that are saying that Russia will attack Ukraine soon. So there might be a whole episode of the Dockery Docket talking about a Russian invasion in the future. Hopefully not. But right now, we just aren't sure what is going to happen because it's in the future. Maybe that should be the question of the day today. Write in the comments if you think Russia will invade Ukraine. And what will Joe Biden's response be if they do? The sad news for Joe Biden is that this wasn't the last press conference that Joe Biden had a rough time in. As there was another speech that Joe Biden made and afterwards, there was a whole horde of media personalities begging to get a question in. And the media is just shouting questions like crazy. And one of the questions actually stuck. And this was a question from Fox News correspondent Peter Ducey. Joe Biden heard it and had a very interesting answer to the question. You might have saw it at the very beginning of this video. That's a great asset. More inflation. What a stupid son of a bitch. Oh boy, everyone. It looks like Grandpa got a little bit angry there. It also looks like Joe Biden isn't following along with his promise that he made at the very beginning of his presidency. I'm not joking when I say this. If you're ever working with me and I hear you treat another colleague with disrespect, talk down to someone, I promise you I will fire you on the spot. On the spot. No ifs, ands, or buts. Everybody, everybody is entitled to be treated with decency. Looks like he will be resigning soon. Now listen, I understand it. Joe Biden slipped up and said a naughty word. Am I upset about it? No. Am I worried that it will have consequences for the future? No, not at all. To be honest with you, I actually find it very funny. And something that doesn't really matter that much. Because here's the situation. The media thinks that the presidential hatred for the press started with just Donald Trump. But this, as Trump would say, is fake news. Like I said at the very beginning of this episode, every single president responds to the press differently. And we see this going back through history. As there was actually a hot mic situation that happened with George W. Bush. As when he was running for president, he and vice presidential candidate Dick Cheney had an exchange where Bush said, <laughs> There's Adam Clymer. Major League A-hole from the New York Times. Cheney responded by saying, Oh yeah, he is big time. At one time, Nixon got mad at a reporter as Nixon said, Don't get the impression that you arouse my anger. And then the reporter replied, I'm, I'm afraid, sir, that I have that impression. Nixon then growled back at him, You see, one can only be angry at those he respects. This apparently caused a gasp in the press, and people were very upset about how angry Nixon was. And according to the New York Times, President Obama attacked journalists and even used his FBI to spy on some of them and monitored their phone records. Clearly, we can see that Joe Biden isn't the first president ever to get angry at the media. But we do have to realize that the media was the very thing that got Joe Biden into the presidency in the first place, 
So they are going to try hard to defend him with all they got. As it is annoying having the last four years where the media was obsessed with Donald Trump and the way that he treated the media. And they also claimed that he was a fascist and that he wanted to kill all the reporters. The media is being extremely hypocritical here. And this is why this story is so important. As there is a CNN article that came out titled, Why Joe Biden's SOB Moment is Nothing Like Trump Attacks on the Media. Now, in this article, they gave some examples of Trump attacking the media. As this one says, I say that you're a terrible reporter. He told NBC's Peter Alexander in March 2020. That's what I say. I think it's a very nasty question, and I think it's a bad signal that you're putting out to the American people. Okay, sounds like a typical attack. Let's look at another. You are a rude and terrible person. Trump told CNN's Jim Acosta in late 2018, You shouldn't be working for CNN. Once again, a little steamy, but, I mean, it is Jim Acosta. And then we have this hilarious criticism coming from Brian Stelter, also at CNN, reporting on Trump while he was in office, as he said, Calling a journalist a SOB, it was wrong when Trump was just a candidate, and it's even worse now that he's POTUS. I wonder if he has the same opinion when it comes to Biden. Joe Walsh, who was a Republican but then kind of went crazy wacky to the left, it doesn't really matter, he's just being very hypocritical. As in the past, he said, this isn't difficult. It's okay for Trump to publicly criticize Chuck Todd. It's not okay for the President of the United States to publicly call Chuck Todd a SOB. Come on. And now, when he's talking about Joe Biden, he said, I prefer a president who calls one reporter an SOB than a president who calls the entire American media the enemy of the people. But that's just me. And speaking of enemy of the people, that was the very last thing that CNN mentioned in their article. As I jumped on this idea that Donald Trump wanted to get rid of the First Amendment and wanted to completely destroy the media, as he called them the enemy of the people. This might come as a shock to you, but according to a new Rasmussen poll, 58% of Americans agree that the press is the enemy of the people. Now, this article frames this story as a bad moment for Joe Biden, and it claims that this is something that Joe Biden barely does. They also report that afterwards, Joe Biden called Peter Ducey and said that it was nothing personal, and Peter Ducey just sort of laughed it off, which is a good thing. I mean, it was nice for Joe Biden to correct this mistake, but saying that this was the only time that Joe Biden got angry at the press, and every time he does, he apologizes, is wrong and also hypocritical for CNN. CNN forgets this moment after a hot day in Switzerland when a CNN reporter asked him about Putin, and before he left, he turned around and marched towards the reporter in protest. Are you so confident he'll change his behavior, Mr. President? Yeah, I'm not confident he'll change his behavior. What the hell? What do you do all the time? So when did I say I was confident? You I said, said in the next six months I said, what I said was, let's get it straight. I said, what will change their behavior? is that the rest of the world reacts to them and it diminishes their standing in the world. I'm not confident of anything. Then there was a situation when Joe Biden was running for president where he literally called a guy fat. Occasion, and no one has ever said it. Not I didn't say you were doing anything wrong. I you said, said I set up my son to work in an oil company. Isn't that what you said? 
I get your words straight, Jack. That's what I hear on the on MSNBC. You don't hear that in MSNBC. You did not hear that. But you heard. Look, okay, I'm not going to get an argument, you man. Well, yeah, you do, but uh, but look, fat. Look, here's the deal. Here's the deal. And then, when he was asked if he took a cognitive test, he asked a reporter if he was a junkie. In this election, President Trump has made your mental state a campaign topic. And when asked in June if you'd been tested um, for cognitive decline, you've responded that you're constantly tested in, in, in effect because you're in situations like this on the campaign trail. But please clarify specifically, have you taken a cognitive no, test? No, I haven't taken a test. Why the hell would I take a test? Come on, man. That's like saying you, before you got in this program, you take a test where you're taking cocaine or not. What do you think, huh? Are, are you a junkie? What do you say? Did the media say that all of these different examples were a threat to our democracy? Did they cry on CNN that the press was literally being attacked and that democracy was going to die in darkness? Nope. They defended Joe Biden, even though he said that he would fire anyone that was rude or mean to another person in his administration. The point that I'm trying to make here is simple. Joe Biden can be mean to the media all that he wants. I seriously don't care. He can call them stupid SOBs. He can say that their questions are stupid. He can say whatever he wants to the media because we have known since the very beginning that Joe Biden has been mean to the media before. Just like Richard Nixon, just like Ronald Reagan, just like George Bush, and just like every single other president, including Donald Trump as well. The problem is the media being hypocritical and saying that Joe Biden is a precious angel who doesn't do anything wrong, while Donald Trump was literally trying to kill the country when every single president has been rude to the media at one point or another. And the hypocrisy has to stop, especially from the media. In the end, being the president is a tough job, but it has to be tough when you continue to make so many different gaffes and constantly stick your feet in your mouth. I'm hoping that Joe Biden's mistake with Ukraine and the minor incursions won't lead to a full-out war that we as the American people have to fight in, because the last thing that we need is another Afghanistan or a super long war. And when it comes to things getting heated in the press, it's okay for Joe Biden to be mean or be angry. It's going to happen. More than likely, it will happen over and over and over and over again, way after Joe Biden is gone, too. But what's important is for when we get different criticisms, we should be more like Peter Ducey. He didn't go on Fox News and cry about how President Biden was mean to him. He laughed it off. We need less people like Jim Acosta, as when he was attacked by Trump, he got on CNN and had a whole big cry fest the whole time. The media should understand that the president sometimes doesn't like them, so they might yell at them and call them names. The president and the media have always had a weird relationship, but I guess that's just the way it is. Hopefully this week there will be no more press conferences and Joe Biden can just sit there and not say anything for a whole week. But more than likely, that won't happen. And when something comes up, you know I'll be here to talk about it. And with that, I just want to thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Dockery Docket. And until next time, like my mom always says, be good, be kind, be loving, goodbye.